0: Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 220, a number used on more cars than I can possibly think of, uh, on Tuesday the 20th of November, 2018. Hello, I'm Alan.
1: Hello, I'm Andrew, and this week we'll be talking about going with the wind. We'll also be discussing an increase in women drivers in Saudi Arabia, and we'll be asking if there's a better way to spend £100. But first, skipping happily over where follow-up would normally be, because there is none, we go on to the big news of the week, and it is actually pretty big. It's monster. The more I read into this, it is the fact that Carlos Ghosn, who is the chairman of the right Renault-Nissan-Mitsubishi Rebel Alliance.
0: <laughs> Almost. I think something was added in there.
1: Chairman of each of those companies as well, I think. Yeah, he's the chairman of each of those companies, because there's CEOs in place, uh, has been arrested in Japan. Following an internal investigation in Nissan, and what was brought up from that was, as declared in Nissan's press statement, significant acts of misconduct.
0: Just to point out, by the time you listen to this, he might not be chairman of any of those.
1: Yes, this is a rapidly evolving news story of which we are going to say things and then point you to pages that will be updated furiously as the week goes on and then we will do an update next week no doubt because it will be uh it things have moved very quickly here mm-hmm. so so this
0: is carlos gone and a chap called greg kelly who's one of his f- fellow directors in charge of hr i believe Yep. who have been arrested when the the private jet landed in in Japan and it's all as a result of a law that came into place well it's not it's possible <laughs> because of a law that came into play in June uh, this year in Japan about reporting of remuneration for uh, very senior people in organizations there. but it's I mean it's a very strange situation.
1: It is very odd. It is odd that, for me, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of things here. It's odd that this has clearly... Well, the the, the chap, um, the Nissan CEO, Hiroto Sikawa. Yes, I think that's, that's Saikawa. Yeah. Saikawa, sorry. It's, it's okay. I've only said it 15 times now, and I've still got it wrong. Uh, Hiroto Sikawa, he gave the press conference to announce all this information. And what came across is quite unusual to me, not that I am remotely an expert on Japanese culture or anything, but he was very aggressive, not quite the word, but combative and was not complimentary of Ghosn at all and had to be pushed to to say, yeah, but he really helped out Nissan when he came in, didn't he? And grudgingly sort of said, well, all right, yeah. But really, was just for a Japanese press conference, business press conference. This did not pull any punches.
0: No, absolutely not. Now the thing about it is that um, Saikawa-san was chosen by Goen to be his his replacement, essentially, uh, whenever they, whenever whenever Goan retired, uh, which is was planned to be relatively. Re- relatively I, thought it soon, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was next year or something. Year after something like that. But the the actual allegations are around that he hasn't reported the amount of essentially what he's been paid correctly. Mm. And this, it doesn't look like it's financially as in money in his paycheck. It's things like, oh, well, he's been using the private jets, you know, the jets for um, for private use. Mm. He's got these houses around the place that Nissan paid for and, and nobody knows why there's a good business reason for them. One of them, by the way, is... One of them was in Paris, I noticed in the listing, and people say, oh, there's no good business reason. Well, Nissan Europe is based in Versailles, so I think that's a relatively good business reason for that
1: one. And how much, how much control does the French government hold in Renault?
0: Well, this is it. Well, this is it, because this is one of the latest twists, wasn't it, really?
1: Yeah, I mean, part of the problem I have with this is... And I don't want to come across as I I really don't want to come across as like oh oh, Westerner, look what's happening. These other countries don't know what they're doing. However, it's odd that all this happens, yet no one over the airbags has ever been prosecuted.
0: Uh, Takata. Yeah. Yes,
1: and there's been deaths on the back of this. This is this is not. You know, he should if he has done the things that the only thing we really know that's been alleged, which is the misreporting of monies Mm -hmm. more information is coming out as we go along that's not good but i don't think that is equal to deaths no uh,
0: but it is easier to sort of prove and put together now it has been commented how difficult it can be for uh, for non-japanese people to head japanese firms Mm. just because of embedded cultures that are there. Now, again, I don't want to sound the way that you said you were worried you were going to sound. It's an observation. Uh, Olympus is an example from the recent past where, where that kind of thing has has happened. Now, part of this might be that supposedly he was, Carlos Gohan was angling for a Nissan-Renault merger as well.
1: So even tighter than what they've got already, considering how much they share and work together, so would they become
0: much they share and work together uh when it comes to (laughs) narrow yeah actually properly together okay they work together in the engineering side at the moment Hmm. what what can i say here however sometimes if it goes beyond the engineering side then things can get a little more um
1: the differing cultures of the companies are more strongly embedded
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. So when it comes to actually sharing things, then there's lots of turf wars and grumbling. Okay. And just like any other company. I mean, that yeah. absolutely not specific to this. And this probably really not bad for that kind of thing. But yeah, there's, there's that kind of thing starts to happen. Oh, well, if we've got to have an alliance thing, then my things better no, my things better, and then there's an argument over over who's who's got the best, whatever it is yeah yeah so from that point of view there's far more tensions rather than just the engineering side that that we tend to
1: see there's there's been a few articles written obviously on the back of this because you know it's such a massive story and people needed something to write about but there's like in automotive news europe which i think has come from bloomberg in the first place but there's an article about nissan's drama looks a lot like a palace coup (laughs)
0: And well, it is. This uh, is the sort of yeah, language
1: that is being used when this is being reported now.
0: I think a very interesting uh, article, and and I can't remember if it's linked uh, already or not, it might not be, is the one, it's on the Daily Kanban by Bertel Schmidt, who of course is, as you can tell by his name, German, uh, but who lives in Japan.
1: No, I haven't um, got that
0: one yet. Uh, it's, well, you should have. It should be somewhere down at the bottom of the list, uh, one of the ones that I did. Okay, but yeah, it's very interesting because it, it 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 has an extra curve that maybe people who are writing from um, who are writing from the, the the US and and stuff maybe don't don't have in there.
1: Yeah, he does get the culture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's also news that France wants to remove going from Renault.
0: Yeah, similar thing, I imagine. There's far too much of a, a, a culture, and he's been essentially more powerful than, than French government ministers on a global stage. So the chances are that he's, that they'll be going, haha, if we get rid of him, we can put in our man.
1: Well, yeah, there does seem to be a lot of, if one looked at it from a certain perspective, does seem to be a lot of people going, right, let's knife the so-and-so because he has controlled everything and we're sick of that.
0: He's He's... He, he's down on the ground, let's all get a kick in. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, but that doesn't surprise me.
1: That, uh, that doesn't usually end well <laughs> for, no. for the people who have done the knifing. So it will be interesting to see the fallout, because now I, w- I would expect there'll be... If it is along the lines of this is internal turf wars now, that he's possibly kept a lid on because he's been mm-hmm. too, powerful for anyone, too powerful for anyone to be, or for any one group to try and assert itself, that now the gloves are off and everybody's at it, and any other cliches I can come up with.
0: I'll be interested to see how long the alliance lasts.
1: Yeah. Yes, with Mitsubishi just keeping his head down.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I imagine there'll be a split, and i will end up with Mitsubishi in this and, and Renault. Because it's gonna take a massive personality to to keep this together.
1: Yep, it will. And we'll no. But we will obviously keep an eye on this story and we will update, no doubt. Next week there'll be plenty to update. In the show notes also is the actual press release from Nissan. So you can you can see that. You can see the language they're using as well. So this, yeah, this is. He, he
0: can be kept in custody for up to 23 days without charge. Oh, that's uh, nice. According to, um, according to the BBC.
1: Yeah. So th- this is this is messy, and we haven't heard anything from Ghosn yet. We have no, no idea.
0: Totally one-sided as far as releases and allegations. The narrative has
1: definitely been controlled by, <laughs> by uh, Nissan and stuff.
0: Yes, but lots of people are questioning it right out the gate. Hmm. Which is interesting. It, it's
1: well, we're questioning it as the Western press. I don't know what's happening in Japan.
0: Uh, they were questioning it as well. The, were uh, they? Is that yeah? What, yeah at uh, the press conference, talking about. I think it was him. Okay. One of the stories. that was all about the press at, at the press conference. Many of the Japanese news agencies were really, really pushing, and and it was them that were saying, "Well, hasn't he done a lot of good stuff?" Hmm. And why now? And all these kind of things. So I believe we'll see that Japanese press are questioning this as well.
1: Interesting. That's very okay. interesting. then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. right. Enough, of, enough of that, I think. <laughs> and we'll yes. move over to our French and Scottish correspondent for the next news item.
0: Dundee, famous for jute, jam and journalism, is no longer not going to be famous for uh, tyre production. Uh, which is putting a rather frivolous spin on uh, on, on really quite a, a grim story, which is that Michelin is now the uh, is currently the biggest um, the biggest employer in Dundee. Uh, uh, any of you who have been following on at home for the last few years will know that the NCR left uh, uh, left quite a while ago, Timex a few years ago, but I didn't know that Michelin still had tire factory in dundee that employed 845 people the factory is is planned to close by mid 2020 uh, when michelin are describing it as unsuitable in the current climate now the reason it's unsuitable the reasons it's unsuitable uh, quite interesting really from a motoring point of view because the factory makes tires up to six up to sixteen inches in diameter. Oh yeah. Mm. Now there ain't that many cars that come with sixty with uh, with wheels up to sixteen inches in diameter anymore. Uh, and it tends to be that when people with cars with smaller wheels replace their tires, they don't go out and buy Michelin's. Yeah, they tend to buy Far Eastern tires. They tend to buy cheaper tires. Uh, because the cars that are like that tend to be at the well, budget end of the market, no real need for the performance aspects of it mm. so that's what happens and and that means that the that and, and this doesn't look to be a a a um political this doesn't look to be political it doesn't look <laughs> yes yes I was trying not to use the b word uh this doesn't look to be political or anything like that it, it's simply a case that it's not economical and big companies are not big companies are not charities
1: it has to be financially viable otherwise they've got to go because they have shareholders to think of who will re- who they are duty bound to so yeah yeah absolutely
0: but but as well as that, i mean it it does uh, the background makes does make sense it's it's it unfortunately
1: yeah there was some There were some comments by some of the workers about the way it was handled and the fact that they heard about it through the media before they were told by the company, which does sound a bit disappointing. If that's what happens, there's, there's, that's never a good way to do it.
0: Yeah, it wasn't meant to happen that way, is what the what the uh, the boss of the 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 factory was saying. Mm. He was saying it was it was never meant to come out in in this way. It's and and he's saying that it's unacceptable, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, so.
1: Well, I hope these. Um, I hope the people who are workers there are helped to either retrain, or uh, are helped to find new jobs in the area.
0: I just can't work out what kind of manufacturing jobs there would be in the area instead is, is the problem
1: there. yeah but there'll be warehousing people that maybe there's warehouses for and stuff like that but retraining hopefully that's part of the closing down process by Michelin and the Scottish I government imagine. get involved I would imagine
0: oh no you don't want the Scottish government involved that'll really muck it up
1: <laughs> well my only experience of the Scottish government is the free electrical charging point dotted around the country which it seemed to have worked <laughs>
0: Which they they, they did. I I will concede that that is a very good thing, yes.
1: Mm. Right, moving on. Please. And the news that Alfa Romeo has partnered up with Amazon so that people who are members of the Prime service that live in uh, London, Birmingham, Manchester and Edinburgh can book via the Amazon Prime 45-minute test drives where the car is brought to the location of their choice and they can try them out. The idea being that if they are delivered by Alfa Romeo to where they live or their normal commute route they can test it out on the roads and doing the sort of things that they typically would ask the vehicle to do and get a feel for how good or suitable the vehicle is for them
0: it's got to be better than sort of 10 minutes around the
1: block with you know some bloke going so what are the what are the options you would like to tick on this <laughs>
0: basically i don't know that's never happened to me when i've been buying a new car so i can't say that. but but you know what it's like you take so i would like, oh, go test drive so you get like 15 minutes around roads you don't know uh, and mm. it's as good as useless it seems like a good idea if they want to partner with amazon makes sense to me uh, volvo did the same thing earlier in the year uh, the of, v40s wasn't the it v40 yeah mm. i do think it's kind of funny that it was a volvo there's a line in this in this Fleet World story about the Volvo V forty Amazon test drives run this summer, and I thought it was sort a special edition commemorating a classic Volvo. Um, it took me a <laughs> minute or two to just work out actually what was meant there.
1: Yeah, you, you go rallying through your forest yes, with a rake it's, on the back so you can keep it clean.
0: It's a, it's a V. It's a V forty. It's twice <laughs> as heavy as the standard model, but it's fourteen times better built.
1: Yes, nothing will kill it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's interesting because companies have got to try different ways to to get people's attention. And if it's on Amazon, people come across it via Amazon. I don't think that's a bad thing for any car companies if people weren't specifically going out of their way to, tr- you know, let me search for Alfa Romeo. True. Um, so, yeah. So it would be interesting to see how that goes and, you know, whether they feel that's a success or not and whether other manufacturers follow suit. Agreed. Mm.
0: This is the next story is one that I I'm not sure how I feel about this next. Story. I am
1: not convinced by the headline. I don't no. I don't agree with the headline, but I think it's an interesting story nonetheless.
0: I agree. So headline uh, on this article from Motion research is 57 million pounds wasted on failed driving tests in a year. And this is because only 46% of the 1.7 million people who took their driving test last year passed. What's been happening is, of course, the £62 by half of £1.7 million, which I'm not going to do in front of us, adds up to about, I'm told, £57 million in fees paid for tests, which which were failed. Mm. I don't know whether that counts as wasted. I'm going to let you decide that yourselves.
1: No, I don't agree that it's wasted. It's certainly not wasted for the rest of us who are already on no. the
0: road. As someone who had to pass to take his driving test a number of times,
1: do you think that made you a better driver?
0: No, it made me more nervous for the next one.
1: But out the gate, though?
0: The first time I tried, to, I took my test, I definitely took it too early. From then onwards, then, yes, I believe okay. so, on that particular one. Others which made no difference whatsoever, but whenever you get failed on one for supposedly pulling out of a junction too quickly, and then on the next one for undue hesitancy at the same junction by ah. the same tester. Makes you a little bit bitter towards it.
1: Paranoid. <laughs> but there's there's some... Uh, it's it's talking here that most, most people saying that they're nervous. Most people say they're nervous. So it's one in ten drivers, so that that's men, say they didn't feel nerves, and one in 20 women didn't feel nerves.
0: Didn't feel nerves? Didn't feel I nerves. I think they're lying.
1: There's a list here in this article of ways that the nerves affected drivers, because this is all information from... Uh, what is it? The AA Driving School.
0: So in no way, shape or form could it possibly be coloured.
1: No, of course not. But it's things like bad night's sleep, couldn't eat before the test, a blank moment about something they knew how to do.
0: Said something silly.
1: Yes. that sort of, It's those sort of things and it, it's... Yes, I can sort of see some of that, but, but if you've but, got, I don't but if you've got worked up to that extent, you shouldn't be behind the wheel. I mean, if you're being physically sick,
0: I don't see what's so different between that list and any other examination or, yeah. or stressful thing that you're about to go through.
1: Because it just goes to show how much we do not ha- we we are not taught how to handle the idea of taking a test properly. I didn't get taught until I was an adult. And I was t- I was taking a a different examination I that I got really I got talk. taught this is what this is what's expected this is how you're going to do the, the thing this is the questions and we are going to run through past paper after past paper and and from that point nothing I wasn't unduly concerned about going into the test and I this a lot of this is all as you said is I hate taking tests I'm awful at them blah 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 which is just because you haven't been taught properly. But yes, fifty-seven million pounds in fees. Wow, it's
0: fifty-seven million pounds that the government doesn't have to raise from us in other ways. Sorry, let's look at it on the positive. Well,
1: no, but it, it, it's not really because someone still had to sit there and be there to say no, this person is not suitable to pass the test.
0: It, you're not. You're not going to tell me that that costs sixty-two pounds just for that.
1: There is no, no way that they are making no, should, a loss. No, on no, no. They're, they're, no, they're not making a loss or anything. But it's not like the whole fifty-seven million has gone to the government. No, that's true. Well, Here's it has, saying.
0: but then, yeah, but then they could fit more tests in if there weren't these ones. Oh. Should we move on?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's about halfway because it's a shorter show this week.
0: It is a shorter show due to the fact that nobody's made any news for us.
1: Well, well done, Renault, Renault, Rena- Rena- Nissan, Mitsubishi.
0: Well, well done to Nissan, by the way. Thank you. (laughs) It was looking looking pretty grim until yesterday morning. Yes, it's Guilt Minute, that point in the show, and we remind you to think about and consider what the Motoring Podcast is worth to you. If if you feel it's worth a small amount of your hard-earned cash, then please do head to MotoringPodcast.com and click on the orange Become a Patron button on the front page. Uh, If you are already a patron, and yesterday was Thank You Patrons Day and... I received two email reminders, but I didn't realize it was yesterday. Then, um, thank you, patrons. Yes, hopefully
1: you you saw my soppy one, everyone who was paying attention. Uh, But I I do get all quite gushy about those things.
0: He does. It's quite disgusting, really. Um, (laughs) We understand that not everyone is in a position to do that uh, and to give us any money. So please don't forget to like, rate, and leave feedback via the podcast playing platform of your choice. Uh, it really does make a difference. Uh, even more so now that Apple Podcasts have sorted out their charting.
1: Yes, amazing. We are no longer 274th in automotive, are we? Or wherever I know. we were.
0: Yes. We're back to our. <laughs> right, we bounced right up to eighth, I noticed. Back in our rightful places. If you've done all that, then you're fab. Uh, but why not the cost a friend, grab their phone, subscribe to a podcast um, before. Uh, adding a humorous message to Facebook whilst you've got your phone in your hand, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, And if you don't subscribe, uh, why don't you do that? Uh, You can do it from your mobile device uh, or even from your non-mobile device. Uh, (laughs) Even desktop computers let you do this kind of thing. And uh, that way you'll get the next episode straight into your inbox, uh, straight into your podcast feed every week. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I waffled lots in there. I'm so you sorry.
1: did. Well done. Congratulations. Well, you made pleasure. it you made it fresh this week. Did I? Yes. We're <clears throat> oh going off on a tangent. <laughs> As usual. Anyway, WRC Rally Australia, the final round of the calendar. Dum, and dum, dum. Boy, it sorry. was a biggie because we had the driver's championship and the manufacturers' championship to be decided. And it all went horribly wrong for Tannock and Nouvelle as they crashed out and had to retire. So it mm. meant that OGA finished. Which was Yeah. Which you know, with every rally that's gone on this year has been a major battle for everyone to just finish. Which yeah. has been which has been amazing. Um, but Augier wins with two hundred and nineteen points. Nouveau uh, Neville, sorry, was uh, second with two hundred and one, and then Tanek was third with one hundred and eighty-one. He was only ever very much an outsider, but if what happened to him had happened to Ogier, then he could have uh, he could have ended up mm-hmm. cleaning up. Actually, winning the race was Latvilla, his t- uh, Tanek's teammate, so he ended up fourth in the championship, just beating Lappi by two points. And that, because that was. G- up until this race, Latvilla hadn't won a round this season, and this would have been the first season ever he hadn't actually won at least one round.
0: I, I still can't hear his name without thinking about that Swedish announcer at uh, Collins Crest at Rally Sweden going, tila tila! <laughs> every single time uh, when he was coming. Sorry. That's, that, has, that actually is one of the resounding things about WRC that's stuck in my mind all season.
1: Sorry, so that's. OG's sixth title, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think that's six on the bounce as well. I don't know. There is an Autosport article to read through for more information there. But uh, manufacturer championship is that is the title to Toyota Gazoo Racing. So congratulations <laughs> to them. Thank it's all down to, to Alan coming along and waving you, waving at you in the snow. That's the the impetus you needed to uh, fulfil the destiny. Yeah, my friend Hyundai like... was second. With M Sport third and Citroen quite a long way
0: behind that. Well, they're hoping that that's going to change next year, of
1: course. Yes, because they, of course, have Ogier, um, mm-hmm. and Ogier did say in his thing, "I hope I don't miss this," <laughs> when talking about the winning feeling, <laughs> <laughs> <It's quite laughs> which bad. I've I've chosen to interpret as, "Oh God, um, I hope I hope they're going to be all right next year." <laughs>
0: it should be okay. You'll be, be fine.
1: Yeah. So uh, well done, uh, Toyota, because that's what second, third year back in second year, second year back second in second year you, back You're in. up there like that. That's that is stunning work, considering how hard last year was for them, in places.
0: It's worth mentioning that Ott Tanak uh, received Driver of the Year award as well from WRC. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, of course yeah, I, I did see that. So, but of course, M Sport are struggling next year because, well, they're going to continue to punch above their weight, really, because Mm -hmm. Ford are not increasing their backing. I presume Toyota are going to have a similar setup as they did this year, but there's going to have to be, I think, there's going to have to be massive changes at Hyundai because they have spent so much money, so much money recently, and you see how massive their, their villages, compared to everybody else if they do the overhead shots.
0: It really was. It was two. I mean, it was a, probably the next biggest was... Um, probably the next biggest was Toyota in Sweden. And uh, and the Hyundai one was, was two to three times.
1: The so, time. so there's... I mean, I, I'm not sure. I, I presume they can't... They're not going to do much about drivers, but I think behind the scenes... Possibly positions may change. I, I, it has to because it's it's not worked again, you know. And there's only so long that people will put up with that sort of performance. Yes. So it'll be interesting in the off season to see how that does change and whether whether there are significant changes or not. You know, because because pulled no. You know, we're we're quite brutal in season. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. well, they and, were, and that I think I am really interested to see next year, with Ogier there, mm-hmm. whether they do progress or whether they are still struggling.
0: Well, we'll find out next week because that's when Citroën's first tested mm. with him driving, so we'll see.
1: Yeah, but talking of motorsport, Alan, uh, and the desert this time. Yes, Formula
0: E, Uh the first race is coming up at the start of December and Formula E have announced that um, they're going to run a... A ladies' test day, uh, essentially, uh, after no, the no, God,
1: no, it's it not. No, it's not way. called it's that. Not but... a ladies' test day. It's
0: abs- well, I said essentially, I didn't say that's what it was called. Well, after the after the e pre in in around Riyadh, there will be a test session. Yes, uh, there will be extra slots available to the team to teams that wish to run a female driver in addition to their regular racers. Yes. Is that better Andrew?
1: Yes. That is so much better. And interestingly, it's, it means this, the same thing. This is on the back of the race promoter requesting this. Yeah. So that's that's interesting and good to see.
0: So the Saudi Arabian race promoter Yes. requesting this. Yeah.
1: But there are so there's only going to be two teams that are doing a single entry, isn't it?
0: Yes. Yeah, I believe so. So pretty much.
1: It's Audi and Jaguar. are only doing single entries. Everybody else is double. There's some of the names we recognize in there.
0: Yes. Catherine Legg, for example.
1: Jamie Chadwick.
0: Carmen Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, loads of people that we recognize in there.
1: Again, click through on the Autosport article that will be linked in the show notes. But that's that's good to see. It's good to see. Yeah.
0: I, I do I genuinely think no matter where it takes place in the world, um, then I, I genuinely think it's it's a good idea. It's a little bit one of the. It's a little bit like the Women in Motoring um, Awards, really, isn't it? It's one of the things we're really really pleased to see, but we kind of wish we didn't have to.
1: Yeah, and and as sort of men, it's difficult to comment on it without appearing that. We're either mansplaining or patronising. We don't wish to do that. Either. I think anybody yeah. who listens to us knows we don't. We don't do that. We don't mean to do that in any shape or form.
0: So, <laughs> yes, no, that's absolutely true.
1: But there was another interesting article about Formula E. Actually, Mark Preston, who is the uh, team principal at DS Techeetah, who raced cheetah. Sorry, we are legally obliged <laughs> to say that every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, i was
0: i was restraining myself I thought, i'm not <laughs> going to interrupt him this time i'll just let him get on with it
1: but he was interviewed and they were talking about the how formula e has changed uh, since its inception because he's been there since the beginning he said he's gone from this sort of fad to you know a really viable strong race series so i uh, recommend that you try and read that one as well uh, particularly if you're a fan of fan of formula e or just interested in wondering you know why why this has happened because i've noticed probably in the last 6 months it's getting more attention more mainstream attention which Definitely. is only a good thing that 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 can only signal that the that the series is being recognized
0: agreed totally agree
1: mm. sorry i just waffled over that one but i'm i'm going to take the next one as well so this is the lunchtime read even though we've given you homework already but friend of the show gavin breathwaite smith he has written an opinion piece so no list of the week from him which is you know uh, disappointing come on gavin
0: as a result of which we are actually having no list of the week this week my mm. uh, my request for the seven best the seven best puns based on carlos gomez's name uh, was sadly rejected
1: it was rejected in a uh, board meeting and the many members of the board discussed it at length and turned it down
0: Andrew said no.
1: (laughs) But this opinion piece by Gavin Brett smith I am presuming many of you who listen to the show know this, but Gavin decided to spend a hundred of his hard-earned pounds on a Laguna Mark II estate just so we don't have to.
0: Possibly one of the least reliable cars ever, 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 ever
1: yes and and this is this is a wonderful I'm not, it's not quite a love letter, but it is a an incredibly rosy article about what it's like to I, well for me, it really hit home that cars for many people mean so much more than the constituent plastic metal and glass that's thrown together. Then that would probably suggest they should mean, mm-hmm. and I mean Gavin goes on to talk about how he's driven this more than any of the other cars in his fleet.
0: He has also a Volkswagen Carrado Cor- VR6, mm-hmm. Citroen ZX Vulcan, the Citroen AX GT, a Citroen Zara VTR, uh, yeah. and the W one two three Mercedes. I think that's it. Yeah, five. Plus this.
1: Yeah. And and he's driven this the most. Now, I have not picked this because I've actually sat in this car, which I have, and it is it it is wonderful to behold. I couldn't believe it was hundred quid. I mean, yes, there are issues with it, but still for a hundred quid. It's
0: a it's a lot of anything for a hundred quid. Yes. It really seems to be, and it's you know
1: And it's roadworthy and you know, there's not bits Falling off it and things like that, you know, it's it's pretty good. So, please do read this because, like I say, it it's more of an emotion. What I got out of this was more of the emotional tie of a car. Yeah, I guess so. Just read it because it's good. Well, yeah, and it's Gavin, so it's you know it's always good fun to read. (laughs) Spot on. Mm. It's
0: it's just good stuff.
1: And finally, Alan.
0: And finally, yeah, it's not so frivolous this week. No. This week's and finally is to highlight uh, "Driven," the Billy Monger story, um, which is a, a, a documentary an a long documentary uh, available to those of you who can get stuff on the BBC iPlayer. Uh, it was on last night. In last the UK? night, BBC Two yeah, at nine o'clock. Just, uh, so that that, was, that was... was on on the eighteenth of uh, on the eighteenth of November at nine o'clock. Uh, it's available for the next five months on the BBC iPlayer. Uh, and it is the story of Billy Monger, his crash, uh, and, yeah, what he's been doing doing since. Uh, the
1: refusal to let it define him.
0: Yes, absolutely. Which, which you know, I read the... I, I haven't seen it yet, but I read the summary here. And it, it made me think back to uh, Natalie McGloin's review and I'm not trying to cross promote intentionally here, no. but when uh, when she was talking about, well, you know, it's it's it, it's not really the you know being disabled is not the thing that that defines her, no, and and yeah, I, I think that he's he's got pretty much the same pretty much the same mindset by the, the looks and looks and sound of it just over the last however long, so um, yeah, that should be well worth well worth watching.
1: Yes, absolutely. And so
0: please do make a point of it. It's
1: a rare serious moment for us.
0: It was. It was. I didn't even feel the need to go off on a tangent or anything either. Rounding out parish notes of the week, uh, so there was a review out with Maxine Morland, the editor of Car Design News.
1: Managing editor.
0: Managing editor, pardon me, of of Car Design News. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, it says managing here. I was only reading the first line. Is out, that came out last Friday? There will be a new special edition this Friday.
1: Yes, I just need to remember which one.
0: That's good as long as we've got because I couldn't. I couldn't remember if we had any stored yes, up. Yes, we've
1: got. Up. I think we've got one at least stored up. Right
0: before we do our mass special edition recording session. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs>
1: People, you are not short of special editions, and this is before we really get into the. Other the ones we're desperately trying to organise and put together.
0: We have so much content to catch up on Yes. at the minute. So apologies if anybody is waiting for specific stuff from us, uh, particularly PRs.
1: Dear dear manufacturers, we haven't ignored you. We are just trying to agree calendars.
0: Yes, calendars are tricky at the moment. I'm actually in the UK at the moment. That's how it is. So yes, it's um, slightly tricky, but we're getting there. Never mind that, between now and the next time, which will be Friday, uh, don't you can give us any feedback, share your thoughts with the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the contact page of MotoringPodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Please don't forget about Patreon, uh, available at MotoringPodcast.com, and please, please leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or however your podcast app lets you do it. It really, really does matter. Andrew, what's the best way to get in touch with you?
1: Best way to get in touch with me is via Twitter. If you search for Crack Windscreen, you will find me there. And Alan, if people want to get in touch with you directly, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: Uh, As ever, it's Twitter, where I'm at A-J-P Bradley, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. We'll be back next week, but until then, I've been Alan Bradley...
1: I've been Andrew Clues.
0: And safe motoring.